Hello, welcome to Shooting for Grand. I am your host, Sierra Collins. These podcasts are designed to be inspirational for any showman shooting for grand on the county, state, or national level. The sponsor for this podcast is cci.live. In 2017, it was released as the first of its kind online bidding. CCI.live is here to help you promote your auctions and to provide the best online marketing services. Today, our guest is Baylor Bonham from Newcastle, Oklahoma. Baylor has accomplished a lot in his showing career, and he is a great inspirational person. And it is a pleasure to have the opportunity to interview him on this podcast. Hello, Baylor. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, it's an honor to be on. So how have you been? I've been good. Uh, just starting to kind of get busy here with livestock judges. We just started school and kind of balancing everything else that's going on in the world right now. Just trying to make it all happen. Just to start off, I want to ask you, what are some of your most memorable experiences throughout showing cattle? Uh, that would be a tough one. Uh, I've been extremely blessed by my parents to uh, be able to have the level of success that I've had. And just forever will be grateful for that. I would say uh, the very first time that I won the Denver Stock Show in 2012, would be right up there. That was, I was still pretty young and I didn't quite understand everything that was going on, but I knew that we ended out on top and it was really a humbling experience being that young and being in front of that many older people that are watching you and doing what they love as well and to be able to succeed at that level at that young of an age was, was really, really meaningful to me. I would say this past year at Kansas City, the American Royal, that one that one is my last one and that'll forever all the very special place in my heart. Uh, I had a bunch of people there watching me and and I don't really know how to put this into words, but the feeling that I had after I would slap Graham there was, was something that I'll never be able to I guess give thanks back to the people that got me there. Um that was, I had a lot of people there watching me. I had quite a few of my buddies from the livestock judging team were able to make it up and watch. And, and right as soon as I came out of the ring, it was just all emotions from there. Everyone came up to me and started congratulating me and my parents first and foremost. And just, I mean, it was, it was awesome. I don't even know any other way to put it, but I would say the one that would be absolutely my most favorite moment would be when I was grand champion at the Oklahoma Youth Expo in 2016. That show is is about 20 minutes straight north of our house, 20, 25 minutes, give or take, and that's just kind of right there by us. And we've always held that show to a very high level because I think the cattle that compete there and, and win there from top to bottom, that is far none the toughest show in America. You talk about the goats, the pigs, the steer show, I mean, sheep show, everything. That show is absolutely no joke, and the highest quality stock in the entire industry shows up there, and 
it is a free for all and, and to, to come out on top of that show that one time was just I felt like it was a dream come true because I tried for for however long before that and it, I just finally got it done and I felt very very fortunate over that but I have a lot of other memories too but I would say those right there would be at the top of my totem pole yeah I can't argue with that that's pretty awesome I know how you feel when I had the champion market steer. It's just the feeling is undescribable. You can't describe it with words, but that is very incredible. And I have looked up to you for a long time. So with that, I want to ask you, how does it feel to be a role model and to have looked up to so many people? Well, uh, like I said earlier, I just, I would never be put in the position that I am today if it wasn't for the people that helped get me there. And, and to be where I'm at, it just feels, I mean, just like a dream. Uh, to have people look up to me, I just, I try to keep myself in check in terms of setting the right example for, for the younger generation. And I, I'm, I am the younger generation. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I just turned 20 last month so I'm I'm slowly moving up but uh it feels it feels really humbling I should say because to, to think that people look up to me is just from like I guess what I've done or maybe how I have acted or or whatever the case is it, it just I just try to set the best example and be the best for the rest of the industry in terms of what I can do for it. I mean, I've always grown up in this industry ever since I was little, and, and I love it with all my heart. I can't imagine doing anything else day in and day out. And to be fortunate enough to be a role model to to people is, is quite the deal, and, and I will forever, forever be grateful for it. Being a role model is very important because I'm pretty young, in the cattle industry and there are many people that I look up to I think it's very important to be a role model because I look at the people that I look up to and I'm like I want to be like them someday I want other people to look up to me like I look up to them oh yeah I completely agree because if, if you have a role model that you can look up to that that's extremely successful or or does the right things and has everything in check and that helps you become better as a person and more successful if you will uh, one role I, I just want to give a couple role models while we're on it that have helped me along the way I would say that first and foremost my dad would be would be my absolute biggest role model that I have uh, just the way that he can look at cattle and break them down is simply amazing. I've always thought that walking out there in the pens with him and, and just talking about him one-on-one -on -one is is very, very high-quality experience. And I just thank him for everything he's ever done for me. And I hope I hope someday that I can take over a business and be half as successful as he has. Another one would be Travis Otterstad, which would be my uncle, S. Uh, fitter slash clipper there is going in the world that I, I truly do believe he is and 
that's one thing that I take very seriously and I always have ever since I was nine, ten years old is being able to clip and, and fit on a one as good as anybody and looking up to him and having him teach me over the years is, has been awesome. And once again, I hope someday I can leave the same impact on the clipping and fitting industry as he has. I've been inspired by my dad for a while, too. Like you said, how he can look at an animal and kind of tell the future for them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I just and think that's really there's cool. very There's a very select amount of people that can do that. And for me and you to be fortunate enough to, for each one of them to be our dad and, and to be able to do that and grow up with them is it's something that you can't even describe, in my opinion. I mean, it's, it's just truly a blessing. I definitely agree on that. You are obviously a very driven person. How do you stay hooked and motivated, but yet personable? I would say that when I was little and I was, I mean, knee-high to a grasshopper, as old enough as I was to walk, I was at the barn every single day and just, I would say being there every day since I was little kind of molded me into and having older people around me there in the working place ever since I was a little kid has kind of taught me that there's no days off and and you can't take nothing for granted when you do succeed. So you want to work as hard as you can to get to the highest level. And I would say that that's just always been instilled in me. And uh, I would, I mean, that just keeps me going day in and day out. I would say for people that are listening, when you go to a show and say after the grand drive or after a breed champion drive or something and, and some people are over at the backdrop taking pictures, and you're looking with your parents or your ag teacher or your grandma or grandpa or whoever there is with you, and you see those people over there that are that have succeeded, and you, you look at them and you say, boy, I hope that's me one day. I'll just tell you one thing, that there are absolutely no days off. You have to stay motivated. You've got to keep your head in the right spot, and more importantly, you got to do it for the love of the game. If you're just doing it, to to win or, or to try to get money or, or et cetera, you're doing it all for the wrong reason. At the end of the day, it is all for the kids and it's all for molding them in to the uh, adults that you want to be. I mean, every grand drive going nowadays, they give a speech about how this is the greatest industry there is to raise kids in. And, and I don't disagree with that at all because I've been raising it myself and I truly believe that it is with with everything that I have in me. And I just try my hardest to stay motivated every day and keep everything straight. Definitely. We are so lucky to, like you said, be involved in probably the greatest industry there is. It's just incredible the opportunities that we have. And like you said, there are no days off. Sometimes I feel like, oh, I just get to do this every day over and over but i have to remind myself i have to stay hooked and keep with it because that hard work is going to pay off yes uh, i completely agree and and like you said i've I've thought days myself as well as oh boy this is the same thing over and over again and pull up to the barn and think well i've done this for four or five months straight now, this same routine, and I'm fixing to have to do it again for another month and a half, two months. What am I getting myself into? But then 
then you quickly have to remind yourself why you're doing it and the end product because there's no better feeling in the world that I believe than succeeding at the end of the day when it really matters and the feeling that comes over you after doing all of that hard work all year and knowing that it paid off is is something that is very, very special to me. Exactly. Yes, that is very important. So if someone were to tell you that they didn't agree with our way of life, what would you say? I would first off, I would say I would. everyone's entitled to their own opinion, and you have yours and I have mine. Animals were put on this world to uh, feed everyone, to mm-hmm. keep everyone alive, and, and obviously there's different reasons as well, but just for instance, I would tell them in the beef industry, it is no different than, than for, say, a steer or a group of steers at a feedlot. I mean, you feed them out their whole life. At the end of the day, when they get market ready, you send them to the kill plant, and they go to the grocery store, and, and people eat them. And, and that's what they're there for. And at the end of the day, that's that's really the only thing that matters. But I would say that a show steer or a show heifer or anything show-like actually lives, I would say, a more peaceful, better life than an animal that is in a feedlot. A show animal is taken care of just as good of a human, if you want to know the truth about it. I mean, you wash their, wash their hair, you blow dry them, you, you feed them, you pet on them, you, you do whatever you can to, to keep them as in good of a shape as you can. And at the end of the day, after the final show, they go do the same thing. So we actually aren't harming them in any way, I feel like, for what their main purpose is. I feel like we're actually making their life more peaceful, if you will. I mean, I guess that's how I would go about that conversation, and and I would be really anxious to see what they would say back. That way, I could I could come back and and kind of give them my opinion a little deeper. I guess that's that's kind of what I would say to start off. I would just tell them that God put every animal on earth like you said, to feed us and provide food for us. And exactly like you said, we're not really doing any harm to them because we feed them, wash them, you know, pet on them. And we do whatever we can to make sure they're fine. When their time comes to be food for us, then it's just a way of life. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, everyone, like I tell the kids at school, Sometimes they get confused and they ask me, well, why do you do that? And I'm just like, well, you like burgers, don't you? And they're like, well, yeah. And I'm like, well, that's where that comes from. And you have to acknowledge that. Oh, I agree. And and everybody has their own thing that gets them going and, and they get motivated for it. And I think that I truly believe that any person that has, that doesn't agree with somebody's way of life if that's what if that is what their niche is and, and they try and succeed at that every day, day in and day out, that you shouldn't disagree and downgrade them for what they believe in. I mean, I, I wouldn't go out to somebody and, and be like, oh, you do this every day. I don't get why you do that. I mean, but I, I could see someone coming up and being and saying, explain why you do this. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm anxious to know your thought process and. And then when you tell them that and they agree, I mean, then you just talk somebody else about what you do. And, and it just goes on and on where you could explain a lot more. But 
I forget which show we were at, but I think it was about two years ago, there was a lady that came up to me and she asked me a whole bunch of questions, what we do and, you know, what's your show stick for? And she just asked me questions and I realized to myself that I wasn't prepared for something like that. Every now and then I just kind of think about what I would say if someone asked me something like that. Yes, I, I completely agree with that. I mean, you've always got to be ready for, for what the world brings you. And nobody really thinks about this a lot, but the people that you see at shows, just for instance, a state fair that come around, that go down maybe with their school group or, or with their parents or their grandma or whatever and take pictures of your animal, I mean, they don't really have any idea what, what kind of work goes into it. And I, and I think if, if they did know the daily routine, they would absolutely be mind-blown and have a world of respect gained after the conversation if you actually sat down and told them what goes into it. Because I can't tell you how many times somebody came up to me and said, they're so fluffy, why, why, why do they have to be have so much hair on them or <laughs> what is that? Is that hairspray or what, what, what's the comb for? What, why do you have to comb them and everything like that? I mean, there's so many people out there that have absolutely no idea what goes into it that I, I believe would have way more respect and, and just understand everything so much better if they've actually heard from someone's pers- perspective that's in the industry. It's very important to be prepared, like you said, you have to prepare yourself for whatever the world is going to bring at you. What made you decide to livestock judge, and how has that affected your life? When I started in high school and in middle, actually in middle school, I started the livestock judge, and, and I didn't dive into it that much at all. I mean, it was just kind of one of those deals that everybody did, and, and I was a show cattle kid, so I felt like I might as well do it. I did just a little bit and, and didn't quite fall in love with it like I thought I would. And then as I progressively got older and went to shows, and to think about judging a show at, at the highest level started to grow on me. And as we got into high school, I kind of slowly got more motivated to do it. And I'll be honest with you, it wasn't till late, late in my senior year that I actually realized that I wanted to do it. Because uh, everybody thinks that giving a set of reasons is, is really, really difficult. But I'm not saying I'm no perfectionist by any means. I promise you there's way more people out there that are way better than I am at it. But once you get the, get the format and kind of get everything memorized, it's just all about coming up with your own stuff and, and making it your own. And once I realized that and was a freshman last year in college and judged at Redlands under Brandon Kaus and Spencer Scott, really, really high-quality individuals that taught me a lot to start off. I really kind of fell in love with it, and I really, really enjoy every day of it. I just hope one day that that I'm fortunate enough to do the Denver Stock Show or or Fort Worth or or a couple of those. I mean, I can't imagine being out there with the highest-quality cattle in the world being brought to you and, and people valuing your opinion enough to come show under you i just i don't know exactly how i would handle that feeling but i promise you that it would be awesome 
livestock judging is something that I've always dreamed of doing in the future. Just the way my dad looks at them and my mom would tell stories about when she was livestock judging and those things just inspire me so much. Here lately, I've been doing a lot of thinking about livestock judging and if I see a calf, I look at it and try to form my opinion about it. And sometimes my dad tells me that I have an eye for them and I'm like, well, I don't know. I mean, you're way better than me. I mean, I'm probably wrong about that calf or that steer or that heifer and he tells me that if you keep on practicing you're going to get good at forming your a good opinion about them and so that's something that I want to do when I'm older. I am I always have been and always will be a firm believer in if you set your mind to something there's nothing that can stop it other than you yourself but if you set your mind to something and, and you pour your heart and soul into it you can do and be as successful as you want to be at it. And I strongly encourage everyone that's listening, if you're the younger generation or, or yourself, like you just said, you want a livestock judge but to get older. I, I really encourage that because another thing I forgot to mention was the amount of people that you meet, older people that are highly, highly respected in the industry have a lot to do with the livestock judging. I think that if you're around those people and like you said, uh, You've always dreamed about livestock judging and anybody else that's listening that's part of the younger generation that's thinking about doing it. I don't think it's anything but a win-win because I think it's truly a, an honor for every kid that does it to be able to do it. And the amount of people that you meet and uh, the older people that are involved in livestock judging as you travel, amount of things and ideas you take away from them, the better off you'll be down the road and just it it truly does have an impact on your life just from every I mean all kinds of standpoints making you a better person making you have making you have pride teaching you things meeting new people I mean I, I, I strongly strongly encourage everyone that's interested in it to go ahead and pursue it definitely what are a few quick goals that you would like to share before we go? I would say just now that we got off the topic of livestock judging, one of my main goals is to when I get to senior college to uh, actually be on a national championship team at Louisville, the National Livestock Exposition. I, I think that that would be something that would be forever humbling for me and the rest of my teammates if we all got put together and able to take that fleet down, that would be awesome. I would say another one would be, like I said earlier, judging livestock shows at the highest level for, say, the Fort Worth Dog Show, Denver, Kansas City, I mean, some state fairs. I would just like to travel around and think about people that value my opinion that'll bring their projects that people they help and their kids of their own, ag teachers, everybody to come show under me. I think that would be a very humbling experience as well. And and lastly, I would say to uh, take over my dad's business someday at Bonham Show Cattle. And I'm uh, heavily involved in it right now, and I plan to stay that way. And I just hope that I can take it over and be as successful as he has and, and make half the impact on the industry that he and everybody else has that's helped him along the way and 
there's nothing in life that you can do hardly at all by yourself. There's no I in team, and you got to have a bunch of people to help you along the way to get you to where you are. And, and I have always been a true believer of that. So if you do make it to the highest level and you are one of those people that is a role model and well-respected, don't ever forget where you came from because that's really something that I hold very high in my heart is always remember the people that got you there, the things you were taught. Never change your ways from the way you were first taught because I promise you they always know best. Someone would like to get a hold of you. How would you prefer they do it? You could just email me at BaylorB18 at gmail.com or you could give me a phone call or a text at 405-637-5197 or if you see me at a show or out and about looking at calves or anything like that, feel free to come up and talk to me. I will be in here to you and try to say what I, the experiences I've been through and, and what advice I have. But I really, really appreciate you having me on here. And, and I think that you as a person, being as young as you are and as driven as you are, was I'll be the first to admit, you were way more driven than I was at this point in age. And, and I think that you have a very, very bright future ahead of you to start something like this at as young of an age as you are is really, really good. And I think that doesn't say anything other than your future is going to be really bright. And I encourage you to keep up the hard work and what you believe in and, and try your hardest every day. And I promise you, you will have success and you will be a role model to a lot of people someday. Baylor, thank you for being on here. And that sounded great coming from you. Thank you so much. Your time and your words of advice are much appreciated on here. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, I really enjoyed being on here and, and talking to you, and I hope sometime we can do it again. All right. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like or share it. You can look me up at Shooting for Grant on Facebook. You can also contact me there if you are interested in sponsoring an episode. God be with you as you shoot for grand. Thank you.